Welcome to the St. Mary AME Church Weekly Podcast. I am the Reverend James T. Taylor. We are located at 600 South Salem Street in Apex, North Carolina. Currently, we are not worshiping in the building on each Sunday, but we are worshiping on the first and third Sunday at 11 a.m. On the second and fourth Sunday, we are providing a Zoom service. Come go with us as we look into the Word of God for strength and direction. Our call to worship is as follows. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with song and praise. That is Psalms 91 through 2. 1 through 2. At this time, we will have a selection by our new dimension choir. soon as I find the right, there we go.
Amen. That was our New Dimension Choir, and he worked his power over me. We come today realizing that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, we would not be here today, and we come to give him the praise and the glory. At this time, we're asking that Reverend Cross come and lead us with us to in a word of prayer. Reverend Cross. Amen. Father God, we thank you this morning. We thank you, O oh God, first for waking us up early and getting us on our scheduled program. Thank you, Father God, for keeping us in our reasonable amount of health and strength and in our right mind. We come praying, O oh Father God, ask that you would forgive us for all our sins, our wrongs, and our misdoings in thought, word, and deed. And now bless us, Father God, by your Holy Spirit as we go forth and, and learn more and more of you. Teach us, Father God, how to live this life. Teach us how to love one another. Teach us how to keep our own minds straight and focused on you. We pray for those that are bereaved. We pray for those that are sick and those that are down and out. Pray for those that are on this program this morning, oh God. We pray that we will all continue to love you and to do what we are supposed to do as Christian brothers and sisters, loving one another, loving God first, and putting you in everything and all things that we do. We ask Father God that you will bless our pastor, keep him safe, and may he have a great more word this morning, oh God, that we can continue to live our lives by. Bless those that are on the screen, bless those that would like to be here. Just bless us all in the name of Jesus the Christ. We all say amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Cross, for that prayer. We understand that prayer is a tool in which we have to communicate with the Lord. At this time, we will have our scripture. Our scripture lesson will come from Luke, the 14th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Luke, the 14th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Keep in mind that this text will be the text that I will use as my foundation for the word this morning. And it reads like this. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from dropsy. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him away. Then he asked them, If one of you has a son or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath of the day, will you not immediately pull him out? And they had nothing to say. And when he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this man your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all your fellow guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humble, and he who humbles himself will be exalted." Then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind 
and you will be blessed. Although that it cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of his righteousness. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the man who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who have been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just a bought a field and must go and see, and please be excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, and so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant go out quickly into the street and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what order has been done? But there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of these men who were invited would get a taste of my banquet. Lord's crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. That will be our foundational text this morning for what we will experience through the word of God on this morning. Amen. At this time, if Sister Thomas is around, if she can give us any announcements that she may have at this particular time. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, these are the announcements that I have. We will be having a baptism on next Sunday. Uh, Brother uh, Stephen uh, Jones. And we also will be having our homecoming service. And we are asking that every uh, you bring uh, pre-wrapped desserts and we will be passing out the food. And we also have appointment conference scheduled for 6 p.m. on October the 16th. That is a Saturday morning and it is scheduled for in person. And the pastor is asking for the reports by October the 10th. And he will be retiring on October the 31st. This will be an in-person service. That is a fifth Sunday. And we want you to keep all the sick and shut-in in mind. And uh, just a point of information, Reverend Wright had uh, surgery this past week. And we will pray for his speedy recovery. And anyone else that is sick or shut-in, we want to pray for them also. And Reverend Taylor, on the note about Brother Jones, is there what is needed in that instance? If you will get back to me, you can think about it, and uh, we'll make sure we get it done. Okay. I think we're, uh, in regards to uh, Brother Jones, uh, let's make sure that we have a couple of white towels, and the baptism fountain should be moved to the front of the, of the altar on the inside or the outside, probably on the outside of the altar and that will be all that we'll need in regards to uh the baptism for brother jones what is it that he needs to, is there anything special he needs to wear because he was asked in last week uh i know uh because what we'll do is that one of the towels is that we will wrap around his shoulder so that when we uh 
either pour or sprinkle, the water will not get on his clothing. But from that point, vantage point, I don't see anything else. Uh, since we're not going to be emerging, I think he's he's okay. All right. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And let us keep those announcements in mind. And also this past week on Friday and Saturday, uh, our district had the our district conference and planning uh, meeting. Uh, that was Zoom. That was a Zoom service. So uh, that was taken care of. If there not, are there any other things that should uh, get our attention at this particular time? If not, at this time, we ask that Brother Silas comes and give us a, a song of his own choosing, Brother Silas. Thank you, Brother Silas, and always I'm, I'm just in awe as to how the Lord does things because that is a great segue into our message this morning. I, I like it when we have that bridge that connects us to where we're going, and, and, it's, and it, that's a confirmation that the Holy Spirit is moving, therefore connecting us to what we should experience on this day. Uh, let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you yet for this day. God, we ask that you open our hearts, our minds, that we will be receptive to your word, that as we hear your word, that we will become doers of your word, thereby helping all humankind to be what you have designed for us to be. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to use for a topic this morning, who belongs at the table? You know, we have we are going and have been going through this pandemic and the the structure of the church, the attendance of the church has dramatically changed. Uh, we, we have been doing Zooming and things like that. And but we should always understand that what God has designed for us to do and to be is inclusive of our people. As we look in the scripture this morning, in this passage of scripture, we see that Jesus teaches that the kingdom of God is like a banquet. The kingdom of God is like having a great party. And the social life of Jesus got him in trouble. His social life created controversy. Jesus made it a practice to eat with sinners, a practice denounced by the Pharisees, and the Jewish dignitaries. Hallelujah. We need to understand that the, the church should not be a place of exclusiveness. It should be a church of inclusiveness. Hallelujah. Because we need to understand that we all are on a journey and we all are really should be our destination should be the same thing, but we have some time, we have to take different roads to get to where we're going. Uh, and I always think about that, and the church should be a place where everybody is welcome. Let me say that one more time. Everybody, no matter who they are, no matter how they have been living, no matter how they are living, they should feel as though they are welcome in the house of God. And that, that is one issue that a lot of times in church we, is more so it comes like a club. If you don't belong to the club, then you cannot be part of the, the social gathering. But that is not what Jesus gave his life for. He gave his life for all people. And we must be honest with ourselves is that we all are not what we pretend to be all the time. We have some ups and we have some downs. We, we have some situations in our life where it not line up with what somebody else thinks it should line up with. But this morning, as you look at, as you look at this scripture, the light of the time of Christ, the kind of people Jesus hung out with were looked down as second class citizens by the Pharisees. The people Jesus hung out with were people of the land. They, they did not know the Jewish law. They were riffraff for common people. The low is of lows. I'm here to tell you that we need to stop trying to pick those who should join the church and let the Holy Spirit draw them into the church because a lot of times we want to pick the who's who's and the who's who is not what God wants us to have. God gave his son to Jesus Christ that all should have the opportunity to come to him in a relationship. But the problem a lot of times in the church is that we want to pick and we want to choose. But we a lot of times picking and choosing, you lose out those who have their anointing that that have the blessing on their lives that that would bring other folks into a right relationship with Jesus Christ 
We don't understand that the Pharisees could not understand the common folk. Uh, and, I, I, and see, and a lot of times, it, it is, this is a sad report about the many churches, is that just because you got one pair of shoes or two pair of shoes and, and many dresses in the closet, you look down on those homeless people, those people who do not have a place to lay their head, those people who do not have food to eat because you, somehow the body of Christ thinks that we have arrived. The only place that we have, should have arrived would be is to help our fellow man. God did not bring us this far to expend our blessings totally on ourselves. Because before we talk about a man, we need to walk a mile in his shoes. Because there are some things that people are going through and you don't realize what they're going through. Because if you had went through the same thing that they have gone through, you would probably be in a worse situation. Some people are holding on to their life by the, the cuticles of their fingers. And the body of Christ should be able to tell them that, that you are welcome here, that we will stand with you no matter what you have done and, and what you're going through because we need to understand that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church, you ain't all that. Oh, hallelujah, anyhow. But we need to realize that God has touched all of our lives. He has touched our lives so that we can touch. We are the hands. We are the feet. We are the mouthpiece of Christ. And if anyone will understand who Jesus is, it has to come through his people. Time is out for church folks just handing somebody the Bible and say, read it. People are looking for relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're looking for a relationship. They were looking for, so, for some hands and, 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 and somebody to say everything is going to be all right. Uh, and, and, and when people understand that somebody cares for them, that's why we have gang problems because in the gang, hallelujah, anyhow, in the gang, uh, and they, they accept everybody. Uh, because th there's somebody that's been thrown away, but the gang encloses them in that, that family bond. And the house of God should be the same way. We should be gang members for Jesus. Hallelujah in the house. We should let folk know that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done, uh, we, you're still part of the family of God. Uh, and we're going to stick and stay. Uh, and when the road gets tougher, and when the going gets tougher, we're going to stick with you because we know that we're part of the family of the risen Savior. And see, a lot of times, you know, when we have come through some things, we forget what we came out of. And, 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 and I must admit, I have issues with folk who, who don't remember where they came from. I have issue with folk that don't remember uh, when they lived on the low end. I have the issue with folk uh, that don't remember that they didn't have, uh, oh hallelujah, a pot to pee in or a pot to throw it out the window. I have the issue when your family get blessed uh, and, and your, 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 your language changes, your, your attitude changes toward folk uh, that don't have. Oh, but I always remember that on the way up, there's also a on the way down. And you would pass by those folk who you thought were not acceptable in your circle of, of, of surroundings. 
But I, I'm so glad that we need to remember when you fail, fail to remember where you came from, uh, when you fail to remember what God has done, uh, you set yourself up uh, for a downfall. You should always remember if it had not been for the Lord on your side, uh, you would be where you are. You should remember that now I should be able to help somebody. Uh, I, I, you don't, you don't, you, and see, you don't have to always give somebody money. Sometimes you need to give somebody an encouraging word. Uh, some time you need to tell somebody it's all right uh, because the, the day is the day but tomorrow is another day uh, don't give up on today uh, just hold on because your help uh, is on the way uh, your blessing is on the way and a lot of times we ask God for a blessing uh, but I'm here to tell you this morning uh, you need to ask God for a miracle you need to say God uh, do some things that you have not done before in my life uh, God open up those doors uh, that have have been closed. God close those doors that have been swung open. God make a way out of no way. See, in Jesus' day, the righteous folk would not sit down with the ordinary folk and it's sad in the body of Christ when somebody has done everything they want to do and they want to come to the sanctuary. Oh, hallelujah. And the sanctuary should be a place of peace. The sanctuary should be a place uh, that says that I'm all right in the house of God uh, because uh, when I was out in the world, uh, the world did what it wanted to do to me, but I need to come um, in the presence of God uh, and God will love me just as I am. Let me say it one more time. The, the Lord loves you the just the way you are because see, he will change you from the inside uh, and see the problem a lot of times uh, we want to change folk from the outside side to the inside of, but just like a light bulb the, the power of the light starts on the inside you need to tell somebody this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away I may not have five cents to rub together but there's something on the inside and when I think about the goodness of Jesus in all that he has done my very soul cries out hallelujah I may not look like I got anything, but I got joy, unspeakable joy. I have peace that passes all understanding because I know that the Lord is my light and my salvation and whom shall I fear? What I'm saying, there is room for all people at the table of the Lord. And see, that has a list of people that in our mind that we don't want to sit down with. <laughs> oh yeah, there's some folk that we don't want to deal with. But I've learned through life experiences, uh, the very folk uh, that you want to throw away will be the folk uh, that have come to your rescue. Uh, hallelujah. A lot of times we want to hang around uh, certain folk that they got it going on uh, because we think uh, that they uh, will help you in need. Uh, I just want to remind you of one thing. Um, the church uh, wasn't made or created uh, and built uh, by folk that had it going on. Uh, the 
church was built by folk who took a little from what they, of their little, of their need and built the churches. That's why I get so concerned about we have these great large churches now and the people in the church can't keep the church going. And those churches were built by folk that came out of slavery. Those churches were built by folk who had to go through Jim's Crow. Those churches were built by folk who had to deal with the black laws. And now we think we have arrived and you won't bless the house of God. But I'm here to tell you, you do your ancestors an injustice because they sacrifice to put you where you are today. And we need to let somebody know that if somebody had not sacrificed, if somebody had not turned over their plate, if somebody had not sent you a little something, something, when you didn't have money to pay your light bill, somebody had sent you a little something, something, when you didn't have money to put shoes on your children's feet, and you need to realize that there is room at the cross for everyone. And we need to understand, who do we give up on? Who are the people we won't invite to the table? Hallelujah. What people don't come up to your standards? <laughs> Who are not worthy to come to the table? I'm going to tell you that as a child of God, everybody is worthy <laughs> to come to the table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we need to understand that when we push people aside, we're pushing Jesus aside because it said, what you do to the least of them. Hallelujah. You do it unto me. So when you turn your nose up and you're talking about, I don't know why in the world they live in the way they're living. You need to remind yourself it ain't been a long time since you were living the way they were living. Just because God has cleaned you up. Just because God has, has hidden some stuff don't make you any more important than those folk whose stuff is out in the public. Hallelujah, anytime. <laughs> uh, uh, sometime I envision that we all have skeletons in our closet. And I envision sometime holding on to the closet door saying, please don't swing the door open. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, you may be righteous, but you you, you were not righteous all the days of your life. God had to do some work into your life, and you we need to tell folks, please be patient with me because God is not through with me. And the same thing, we need to tell other folks, I'm going to be patient with you. I don't understand what you're going through, but you can call on me and I ain't going to spread your business around the streets. Oh, hallelujah. I've learned one thing. If you tell your friend something, your friend has a friend that's going to tell your business. I learned a long time ago. Sometime I used to check folk. I used to, to, to see how much confidence I had in folk. I would tell you some juicy stuff and I had to make sure that I didn't 
and tell it to nobody else. And then and a few weeks later, if it comes back, that means I can't trust you because you got you got diarrhea of the mouth when you thought that, that, that they were on your side and they had told their friend and their friend told their friend. And the next thing you know, it has come full circle. And the worst thing is this here is that that what they that what you said initially has been multiplied. And what you have said is not close to what you heard. But we need to understand something. Who belongs at the table of Jesus Christ? We see in scripture that, 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 that Jesus loves us unconditionally. The church should be a place of unconditional love. Ah, let me say that again. Unconditional. Ah, uh, uh, you you have to love folk unconditionally because when you start putting conditions on them, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit is is moving me to another place. But but just like when you found your significant other, they may had a Coke-shaped Body. <laughs> ah, and you fell in love with the body. But see, one thing about it, time has a way of turning that coke shape into a leader. <laughs> ah, no, hallelujah. Anyhow, tell the truth and shame the devil. So we have to be in love with the individual and not in the package. Hallelujah. <laughs> Because, see, when you're in love with the package, you need, you need to look at the mirror. You need to go back and look at some pictures of you. Hallelujah. Look at the pictures of you and realize huh, that that one day you had hair. And you woke up one day and your hair was falling out. And day by day by day after a while, you didn't have any hair. You started out with hair. But now you don't have no hair. And the same thing uh, with other folk. You you need to realize that you look quite different now. (laughs) Hallelujah. Than you did 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, and sometimes even one year ago. And I'll push it a little further. Even six months ago, you look a little different than you do now. Ah, oh, hallelujah. I don't want to park here, but some, some folks are about, well, I got COVID weight. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, I, I heard it. I got to get rid of that COVID weight. But we need to realize something is that time has a way of doing things to our physical self. Hallelujah. So we got to have unconditional love. And we have to love ourselves. We have to look in the mirror and say, I am that I am. <laughs> I am Popeye, <laughs> the sailor man. And if there's an olive oil somewhere, she's going to say, yeah, Popeye, you are what you are. And we need to understand, accept you for who you are. Stop looking down on who you are. Love you. Lo- love you for all you. Because if nobody else loves you, you need to love you. 
Oh, hallelujah. You, you got to love you first. Because when you start trying to look on the outside for folks, you got to love you. Uh, you got to let somebody know I love me. And one thing about it, since I love me, I'm not going to let you treat me any kind of way because I'm in love with me first. And if I and if I can love me, I can love you. Oh, hallelujah. But when you're always looking for somebody to take care of you. Uh -huh. To make you feel good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh -huh. that, 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 I used to say this thing, cow gone. <laughs> you know, pour your own water in the bathtub. Uh, put, oh, hallelujah. Uh, yeah, somebody said, oh, no. Pour your own water in the bathtub. Uh, yes. Throw you some rose petals in the bathtub. Uh, drop you some cow gun in the bathtub. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Get the water real warm and say, cow gun, <laughs> take me away. <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah. You got to be good to you. You got to be good to you because if you can't be good to you, you can't be good to nobody else. Uh, uh, then, 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 you know, these folks, let me get on back to my, 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 my text. Is that, and when, when, when someone invites you to dinner, don't take the place of honor. When you invited to dinner, go and sit at the, the least place. Then Jesus turned to the host and said, the next time you put on a dinner, don't just invite your friends and family and rich neighbors, the kind of people who will be able to return the favor. Invite some people who will never get invited. The misfits, the drunks, the winos, the crack. Oh, come on here. The crack addicts. We're coming up on, on, on Thanksgiving. Oh, hallelujah. And I know you. Some of y'all be thinking about who I'm going to invite to my house. Stop inviting all your family that they got together. Invite some of those drunk uncles. Hallelujah. Oh, come on here now. Invite some of those cracked out cousins. Yeah. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Huh? Uh, 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 maybe all they need is some confirmation that they are people of worth and that will help them get off of their stuff. But as long as you push them aside and say, until they clean themselves up, they, they ain't gonna come up in my house and eat my turkey and eat my stuff and eat my collars and my pig feet and, oh, no, 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 no. You need to lay out a banquet for them and love up on them. Because they will be the first ones. Hear what I say? They will be the first ones to come to your rescue. Uh huh. And see, the whole thing, I learned a long time ago that when you visit, as a pastor, when you visit a church, sit your bottom down on a pew in the congregation. You don't sashay up and talk about I'm a preacher. <laughs> you know, if somebody know you're a preacher, they'll whisper to the preacher. And then the preacher, in his own way, would either invite you to the pulpit or let you stay out there in the congregation. But you need to add, you need to understand something. Whether, hallelujah, whether you go to the pulpit or stay in the congregation, it doesn't affect that you are not a preacher. You're still a preacher. Hallelujah. Uh, and, and see, folks need to understand something uh, is that some preachers uh, don't want anybody in their pulpit. Yeah. 
and you sashay up there thinking you're going to sit a place in the pulpit and the pastor going to be nice and said, thank you very much, but you can sit over there. <laughs> Everybody is watching. Yeah. And you feel humiliated because you're saying, I'm a man of God. And he don't invite me up to the pulpit. What's wrong with him? You have put yourself in that situation. Oh, hallelujah. And, and so the same thing uh, when you in, are invited to somebody's house. Uh, hallelujah. Don't you uh, go sit at the head of the table. Matter of fact, uh, won't you just kind of be a straggler and, and, and let the host sit you down? That way, when the host sits you down, ain't nobody going to come and whisper to you and say, honey, <laughs> you got to move because that, that, that's, that's brother so-and-so's place and, uh, and brother so-and-so. You, you, uh-huh. But the whole thing is just here, is that when we serve God and, 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 and when the host, you know, we, we, we plan, but God has a way of replanning. And we need to listen to the spirit of the Lord as we plan our things uh, and and realize that the, those folk a lot of times and you will find out coming up Thanksgiving, you're going to call folk. And just like the, these folk, uh, you know, one one had a wife, uh, one one had just bought some oxen uh, uh, and, and one needed to go bury his daddy and all that kind of stuff. And they had an excuse for not coming. But the thing is, is here, go get some folk that when you invite them, they appreciate it. Hallelujah. Anyhow, you hear what I said? Yeah. Go get somebody that when you do good, they appreciate it. Because see, a lot of times we invite folk huh, that, that don't appreciate it. Uh, they, 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 they just go and do what they want to do. And then they it, that, that piece of turkey that you have spent all day long rhyming and cooking and making it taste good, to them it's just another piece of meat. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But go get somebody that when they bite down on that thing, they say, mm-mm, good. <laughs> and the same thing in the body of Christ. The church need to Go get folk in love, not in judgment. How are we going to bring people into the body of Christ and you got your fingers talking about, you need to stop doing this. The truth be known, we all still got a little something, something going. If you are alive, you still got some mess going on. Yeah, we do. Uh, you, you, may, you, you know, it just reminds me that when I was growing up, uh, you know, my, uh, people thought that I was the good boy and my brother was the radical. I just learned how to cover my mess up. <laughs> he swung his out in the open, but I was just just much of a mess as he was. Uh-huh. But I learned how. Hallelujah. To cover it up. Uh-huh. But see, one thing about it, you can't cover your mess up in God. Okay. He knows. <laughs> yes, he and so we need to understand. So as we move on and as we begin to tell people about the goodness of Jesus, uh-huh. 
Don't tell them about you going to hell. They don't want to hear that. Tell them that Jesus loves you as you are. He accepts you as you are. And that since he accepts you as you are, come on into the house. Because there's room at the cross for all of us. And we, as the body of Christ, must got to stop be ba- being bouncers at the door of the sanctuary. Hallelujah. Yeah. We, as the body of Christ, have to be ambassadors. Because the word of God said, whomsoever will, let them come. Whomsoever will. Nobody's paying you to be a bouncer. Nobody's paying you to keep the standard of the church because the standard of the church is just your standard. Because Jesus says, whom? (laughs) So have a will. That means the folk that you thought that ain't about nothing. They are part of the whom. (laughs) So have a will. And and so as, 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 as we move forward, Ask ourselves, uh, who belongs at the table? And our response should be, everyone belongs at the table. The table of God is inclusive of everybody. And when the church began to be the inclusive place, then it will be restored to the place in which God has called us to be. We are supposed to be the light in darkness. But as long as the church is practicing uh, exclusiveness and not inclusiveness, we will never be the light. We will just be something on the side of the road, not making a difference, and mankind. So again, there is still room at the table. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. There, there, there's still room. Yes, it ah, is. There, there's a song that says, There's still room at the cross for me. Many have come, but still there is room. For one, there's room at the cross. uh, And the blessed, the most blessed thing that we can do, and I'm closing, is that we should be about bringing people to the table. Ah, Hallelujah. It's not just the preacher's job. If you have been labeled as a child of the living God, it is part of your calling to bring those folks. To bring those folk that are hurting, bring those folk that are lost, bring those folk that have no direction, bring those folk that we call lost. It is our responsibility as a child of God to bring those folk. I'm going to say this and I'm going to close. I like to cook. And when I cook and when I know it's good. And I know it's good. 
And I know that I put my foot in it. Hallelujah. The first thing I do is think about who can I give some to? Hallelujah. When you know it's good, when Jesus has been good to you, you should be saying, who can I share Jesus with? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so again, <laughs> it's our job to bring people. Not screaming, not hollering, just bring them in love. Not out of fear, because fear only lasts for just like 9-11. Um, and I'm closing. I said that before. 9-11. After 9-11, the churches were full because they were scared. But as soon as the fear factor went away, the churches got empty again. Jesus don't need for us to make people afraid and fearful. He is calling us to love folk. So as we love folk, they will be drawn to him. So let us go and let us uh, do what God has called us to do. Amen.
Amen. We're chasing after the Lord and we're needing him more and more. That's each and every day, 365 days of the year. And we, we come and we do believe that this word that we have shared has been strength for all of us that as we move forward uh, for, through the week and on our journey, that we will help somebody along that way, thereby strengthening us to be all that God has created for us to be. If all hearts and minds are clear, our benediction is as follows. God, you saw it fit for us to gather in this way to worship you. It's not because we are perfect people, but because you are an awesome God and worthy to be worshipped. Thank you for making us worthy to stand before you to worship you through your son, Jesus the Christ. Lord, as we close this worship experience, may our worship be acceptable before you today. Thank you for the wonderful time we have shared. May we continue in your word and use it for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we believe and we pray. And this is our benediction. Go out and share the love of Christ with somebody. Show them that Jesus is loved by the way we love upon them. And as we move forward, let us share what God has done for us. If our hearts and minds are clear, let the redeemed of the Lord say amen, amen, and amen. Until we meet again.